Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I quit. <laughs> and I'm David. <laughs> I think a lot of us share that uh, that particular sentiment this week. Yeah, we uh, today we are discussing perhaps the most controversial episode of Beast Machines, the weak component. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like I've forgotten how bad it was. It, 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 it's not as bad, and somehow worse than I remembered. I think, personally, I think it it wasn't bad, and it could have been great, but it definitely doesn't quite do what it was hoping to do. Yeah, there. No. It could have been great if it was a completely different episode from what it was. Well, wait. Now, was it was what it was hoping to do? Make me hate every single character in this show except, I guess, Megatron and Diagnostic Drone? Probably not, but that is kind of what it did. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this first aired uh, October twenty third, nineteen ninety nine, uh, written by Rodney. Also Davis. known as the date I stopped caring about Transformers until Armada. <laughs> oh, this is the last episode you watched originally. Ooh. I might have watched the next one too, but it was shortly after this that I was just like, "Fuck this show, fuck this franchise, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, it it took Energon to kill me, but you know. Oof. I'm hard-headed. It gets better, I think. It does get better. This, I think this show, I, you know, I, this is maybe the low point of the show, and I do think it gets better from here. I believe you, and that's the only reason I'm still recording. Okay. <laughs> so we start off with dream sequence. Well, we start off with running, which is the most yes. important thing. Oh, yeah, and we also get six lasers over Cybertron. <laughs> Yeah, there's some so, billboards and stuff. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. It's a very nice, pretty cityscape that then immediately goes to, to running, which yes. I, I would say take a drink, but not a very strong one, because otherwise you're not going to last long. <laughs> uh, I think we are going to get a, a drinking game a little later uh, with a once-an-episode kind of thing, so you won't get uh, it won't be too bad. But yeah, there is uh, – yeah, Primal and uh, Rat Trap are running from the Viacons, uh, but then – Rat Trap is gigantic for some reason. Yeah, Titan Master Rat Trap! Yay! Yay! Supreme Rat Trap. Ah, oh, I would have bought that. <laughs> Might have stood up better than uh, Supreme Cheetor. Yeah, almost give certainly. Him, give him like a little kickstand for his wheel legs. Aww. Or just some of those little locks like they have on lots of wheel things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And surprisingly, it's not a Rat Trap's dream where he's dreaming, I can finally transform normally. No, it's Primal's dream, so it's prophetic, I guess. I mean, he's got all those, uh, you know, uh, magic uh, Neo powers. Yeah, but like, yeah. it used to be Cheetor's thing, and then Black Rat. How is it prophetic? The buildings didn't get collapsed over. Primal? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he and then everybody's in the palm of Megatron's hand, so clearly bad stuff is going down. Apparently. Yeah. So, yeah, Primal's having this dream, and he's still uh, zonked out from reformatting Night Scream last episode. Yeah. So, you know, Black Ragney's tending to him, and she informs him that uh, Rat Trap is gone. He's with uh, Cheetor and Night Scream at a recon mission. I would like to note that she describes this as safe, which I would question. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't look. think being with... Cheetor and Night Scream qualifies as safe. I mean, literally nowhere on Cybertron is safe now. That's true. Yeah, and it's basically Black Arachne is the nursemaid to Sleepy Primal, but when I think, okay, so it's a, the woman character has to do that. That's kind of demeaning. But then when I thought about it, it's like, who else are you going to leave there? It's like, not Night Scream. Rat, rat Trap, maybe, but he wants to be helpful. That's That's the whole plot of the episode, and Cheater, he can't leave behind. He's the responsible one. 
Yeah, I think they probably should have left Rattrap behind. This whole episode wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. This whole episode wouldn't have happened, and it would probably be better than what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, they are at a Viacon factory. Which, the the inside of the factory kind of makes me think of the inside of a computer. Like, parts of this might be leftover reboot backgrounds. Oh, I was about to say, where where are all the the green people and uh, binomes? <laughs> Maybe they're hiding. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, this this is a neat set. I uh, later on we see the like a bunch of robotic arms assembling a bunch of tank drones, and it's uh, it's neat. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool setting. Hmm. I'm okay with not being warned that there's an incoming game. <laughs> yes, I could could use with a little Tony J though. Yeah, everything could. Yeah. You know, some sort of rival, you know, rival villain, J versus K. Sounds great. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they're they're fighting a bunch of uh, fighting a bunch of drones. Uh, for some reason, a bunch of miniature vehicle uh, cycle drones. Yeah. The also, Night Scream is being a jerk, and he really needs to learn to respect his elders. <laughs> well, uh, Night Scream and Cheetor are both total assholes to Rat Trap. Yes. Yeah. It's, wow. It's just. Yeah, they're just, like, okay, Night Scream is new, at least, and, you know, being a huge jerk seems to be, like, a significant part of his characterization, but Cheetor should not be like that with Rat Trap. He should no. not. No. He but he is anyway, it. because this episode sucks. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, they're in a rough situation. Cheetor is, I guess, chafing under leadership, but, yeah, he they're just, I mean, why did you guys bring him along, then? Seriously. Because, yeah, he, uh, so they basically just set him aside and tell him to get something from the computers. <laughs> Give him busy work. But yeah, going back to it, the, the motorcycle drones are weirdly small, because, well, this is the first time we've seen Thrust with his drones, right? Yeah, he's, right, and they're, he's got babies. Look, yeah. They're, but... <laughs> In the next episode, they're not, uh, they're shorter than him, but they're not, these are like half the size of him. They're itty bitty things. Yeah. They're his babies. Maybe they've grown by the next episode, except they're, they're like birds and they grow really fast. <laughs> I mean, I guess they are in scale with the toys, since the, uh, the thrust is a, uh, deluxe and the, uh, the motorcycle drone, which uh, came a year later, is a, uh, basic. Oh. That, that is a good Trusted point. Trusted babies, they <laughs> make your dreams come true. Aww. <laughs> oh, does that make, uh, although Megatron can't be Nanny, because unlike uh, Nanny, whose legs are the only part you see of her, you never see Megatron's legs. He's the <laughs> anti-Nanny. That's a good point. <laughs> Speaking of Megatron. Also, <laughs> at, at one point, Cheetor said, said something that has has changed in meaning. In the time since, and mm-hmm. and which I feel like needs to be the the. It made me want to go to to uh, Ao3 and look up fanfic. But he asks Night Scream if he's still thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh well, maybe the Japanese yeah. weren't so wrong casting him as hard gay. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cutaway to Megatron having a DNA purge from our fan favorite diagnostic drone. He's so adorable. Yay! Yes, the best character in Beast Machine's diagnostic drone. The, the sparkly. Uh, he's, he's up there. I would say. I guess Jetstorm could be number two. So far, he's just so put upon. This diagnostic <laughs> drone. He is. He's not even people. <laughs> he is indeed not people. Oh, the, to be honest, if you were adjacent to the people in Beast Machines, would you want to be people? No. That's true. But people, I am an animal. Oh. And Megatron calls them mongrel beasts, among other things. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's fine. They're, you know, he's going to use that kind of language. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it, he is the villain, but it's like species politics or something. Or organic well, politics. Well, they're... they're... Yeah, they're transorganic, so that would be mongrel to him there. Yeah, I mean, he hates organics. That yeah. Made, making himself loathing himself. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, so yeah, they're, they're fighting. They find out 
they find by downing, uh, I believe it's thrust, that once you shut down the main Viacon, the other Viacons uh, below him shut down. So, he, so Cheetor and Night Scream uh, plan a trap where they're going to lure uh, Tankor and uh, Jetstorm into a uh, into this sort of recharging thing that I guess charges uh, new Viacons that'll knock them out and then knock out their drones. Yeah, which yeah. is it's a good plan, Cheetor, but maybe you should share your plan with everybody in the yeah, building. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't tell Ratra about this, even though Ratra is still there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rattrap sees this ambush in process. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks that, you know, Cheetor and Night Scream are about to get killed. So, thinking selflessly for once, he does manage to transform. And even though he really Gorgonzola! Even though he really even though he really should have let them die. But, also, yeah. speaking of being still thirsty, as Rat Trap is watching these tank drones, he goes, what I wouldn't give to get my paws on some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, had, after my mind had been thoroughly tossed into the gutter by the previous line, yeah. I had to make a note of the way yeah. that sounded. Rat Trap, also thirsty. Yeah, because he's looking at schematics that are on the factory computer there before he turns on the factory. He he swings to the rescue, he botches everything up, and this factory goes into overdrive and starts making more and more tank drones. Well, he doesn't entirely botch it up. Also, Redtrap is thoroughly freaked out that he doesn't have weapons, which apparently he didn't learn from the previous episode where he transformed into his robot mode where he didn't have weapons. Well, I mean, his transformation is all messed up then, so he might have just figured, you know, this isn't fully working. Although, then you wonder, maybe if he hadn't used that virus, maybe he would have had a better robot mode? This kind of ruined it? Possibly? That that could be a contributing factor, because we don't see it until he uses the virus, and it's all messed up. But actually, he does manage to knock out the two Viacon drones, well, temporarily. It's not as effective as kicking them into the giant electric stargate thingamabob. And I really so wish yeah, there was Looney Tunes factory music playing here when the factory just turned <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, that would be an improvement. Yeah, it was. I think that's maybe head. maybe what I should do to better appreciate this episode is turn off the actual sound, <laughs> so I can appreciate the visuals and then have like that playing, and the episode will be a million times more enjoyable. Well, at least I'm I'm absolutely positive that Listen, would help. We we watch these episodes with the sound on. Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, Cheetor? When did that become your new catchphrase? When did it that is, become uses your? It uses it in this in last episode. Uses in this episode. And he spoilers. He uses it in the next episode. I and think he, I preferred Ultra Gear. And yes. he always says it in the most asshole contexts. I don't think we can go this episode without saying asshole several times <laughs> because no. all the characters in it. Are. Yeah, it's like, I yeah. didn't even notice he said it last episode, but you guys said it at the end of last episode, so it was in my head. And and then seeing this episode, mm-hmm. oh, oh, he does say that. I had, I'd remembered his stupid stuff he'd stay in Beast Wars. I didn't remember, period, from Beast Machines at all. Yeah, I I, I think I, as far as Cheetor catchphrases go, I, I prefer Ultra Gear. Yeah. yeah. Ultra yeah. Gear would be much preferable. As it is, I think... It would be preferable if he could keep this to once a month. Period. Oh. I'll go away now. <laughs> oh, this episode uh, could go away. But we must continue. So yeah, I'm sorry. So yeah, it's tank dronomania is running wild. Megatron <laughs> decides, okay, my Vicon generals suck again. I'm taking control of these drones. At the same time, Rattrap is trying to shut this thing down by R2-D2-ing his way into this computer. You uh, know, but... I could have really gotten behind, like, Rattrap taking, like, an Oracle role, not, like, the Oracle in this show, but, like, Oracle from DC Comics kind of role in things, but oh, yeah, yeah. He, he just screws it up. Yeah. Um, oh, more, yeah, more like instead Oracle of computers. being Oracle from DC Comics, is just, like... That would be neat, but they don't... Do they have internal communications anymore? I... He's more spoiler before they realized spoiler needs to not be completely fucked up as a character. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets shot by these aerodrones. This causes uh, some, I guess, feedback or something to travel out of Rattrap through these power cables into the computer and then into Megatron. 
Yeah, so this continues somehow to because of magic. Beast machines, beast wars. It's like people keep getting into Megatron's head, or he gets in other people's head. It happens a lot in this series, and it happens in uh, Transformers Prime. Yeah, I was gonna say that's There's a uh, whole episode theme. about it. Oh yes, yeah, that's a pretty good episode. That is a really good episode. Mm. Yeah, we will definitely have to do some uh, Transformers Prime at some point. Yeah, in the future. Oh, so good. Yeah, after animated. Yes. All right, so. He, so there's a total blackout. This factory shuts down, and Megatron shuts down. Yeah, and like, I think it shuts down the entire city, if not all of Cybertron. Yeah. Well, there's not much of Cybertron left, so well, fair no, enough. No, there's not much turned on. Yeah. yeah. So on the way back to the base, Cheetor and Night Scream are just total dicks to Rat Trap. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thus begins Still. The, the con- my notes. Fuck you, Starscream, which is, shows up a few times in my notes. Uh, yeah. Wait, Na- fuck you, Night Scream. <laughs> Sorry. It's a good reaction. Actually, I, mean, I, I have about this point when Black Rachnia joins in on the rat trap abuse, I just put goddamn all of you, and then afterwards, okay, not diagnostic drone. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it goes to a diagnostic drone scene, and he's being great. Actually, at that point, my notes are, okay, this episode sucks, fuck everybody. I'm not even exaggerating. That's my actual notes. I seriously, especially around this point, I was starting to wonder, there's, I don't know, this is kind of a a further on foreshadowing thing. Uh, I, I, I was wondering if this was maybe seriously foreshadowing a, a certain sort of, uh, biological weapon used later in the series. Oh yeah, uh, that's coming up. Everybody is just being really angry and mean to each oh. other for no reason. I, I will say, in that episode, people are at least hilariously mean to each other. Here, they're just kind of awful mean. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's horrible, but at least Rat Trap doesn't decide to work for Megatron. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, but like, the show until this point has been like shitting on Rat Trap as he's been the comic relief. Like, he falls into walls and things but this is all the characters shitting on him which yeah is so weird since like rat trap was some of our the first time we watched beast wars as kids rat trap was like our favorite character for some of us and re-watching it he's like in the top three probably not number one but he's still there and oh everything's just heaped on him like everybody hates him and it's not his fault i mean even as other characters go, I could see, I mean, he always had sort of a, a I want to say a thing with Black Arachnia, but that's not that kind of thing <laughs> at all. A, a sort of vague hostility between him and Black Arachnia, yeah. and Night Scream doesn't know him and is clearly just a total douchebag. Uh, yeah. But Cheetor should be defending him. Yeah, Cheetor has grown up as yeah. a character. Why is he shitting on Rat Trap as much? Yeah, I mean, he, he should when, be defending him. So yeah, he's Rat Trap is basically complaining to Primal that you know he he sold him a bill of goods and that you know his faith in Primal is you know it's has not been rewarded. And also, then immediately everybody else just starts swearing at him for the fact that he's in robot mode. Yes. Yeah. She, she doesn't even bust even slaps him around a little and tells him yeah. to transform to beast mode, and that's an order. Period. The thing is, he never doesn't say it in a context where he's just being a total jerk. I mean, I guess it's it's hard to say in like a a friendly way. You're the best. Period. (laughs) (laughs) It's on a greeting card. Let's all go out for Energon ice cream. Period. I guess that says a lot about his character in this show, that his new little catchphrase is not adorable, well, cheesy anymore. It's being a jerk. Yes. Cheetor, uh, why? So, and anyway, while this happens, uh, Rat Trap's little face screen, is that the first time that we see it flip down? Um, I yeah. I think so. So yeah, he's Probably, got kind of like yeah. a... Like a hat thing that flips down to I'm doing it with my hands because of course this is an, a uh, <laughs> a visual podcast. Uh, it's like a like a little sort of hat thing that flips down to become a full face sort of heads up display and it's neat. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and really his nice. connection with Megatron here, it shows him that Megatron is all busted up. <gasps> Yay! Ooh. An opportunity. Yeah, so he's all, hey, we should go uh, attack him. And they're all, uh, no, you suck, Rat Trap. <sighs> I hate them all. It's like their logic is, oh, we're worried about Primal, he's sick, we can't go beat up the defenseless bad guy because we had to tend to our defenseless leader. Who is, Even who though he's already perfectly fine by himself. Three of you left him yeah. behind. Like, leave one guy behind. Seriously. Yeah, if you don't like Rat Trap, tie him up to a post so he can watch Primal. You go beat the shit out of Megatron. Ah, uh, logic in this episode is very funny. Not great. Uh, yeah. It, it, it gets worse because uh, later Rat Trap overhears the others talking about him. Night Scream just wants to get rid of him. And Cheetor, you know, Cheetor is kind of being less of a dick here because he's he, he's not angry at Rat Trap. He just feels sorry for him, which is worse for Rat Trap. Uh, yeah. Doesn't he and do that, a period I, at that point, too? Something like we don't, or is that the next episode that's we don't leave back next behind? Episode. Period. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's more in character for Cheetor, I think, that he's, you know. Yeah. But that's worse for Rattrap. And that rang true, that Rattrap would really hate that. Yeah. 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 And from now on, it's every rat for himself. Yep. So he's uh, he's running away from home. And meanwhile, at the Citadel, Megatron is busted up, and the Dognox drone is telling him how busted up he is. <laughs> he's so good. And also we see that the, even his vehicons are in their regeneration chambers, which kind of look like coffins, which is cool. Yeah. 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 There's like a weird green glow in there. Yeah, and it's neat, and we get a close-up of Thrust in it, and Thrust just kind of fits in it. So it makes me wonder, how does Tankor fit in that coffin that's thrust size? <laughs> he folds up. Oh. Cut him in half, maybe, but... Mass displacement. <laughs> Subspace. It's, it's, it's like a TARDIS. Yeah. It's deeper than it is wider tall. It's it's subspace. He's uh, wherever Prime's trailer would always go. <laughs> uh, trailer. Yeah, he's he's in there with Roller. Yes. <laughs> so and uh, just in time for uh, you know just when things couldn't get worse for Megatron, here comes Rat Trap. And so this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a with a simpering vermin. Yeah. Which, oh, uh, I appreciate a little T.S. Eliot. <laughs> Ooh, and he can get away with it because, you know, he's supposed to hate Rat Trap. He's not supposed to be his best friend. Yes. Yeah. Although, stay tuned. So yeah. Rat Trap is here, you know, he's here to make a deal. Yeah. He doesn't have any weapons. Megatron has all the weapons. Yeah, because he saw the plans for weapons in the factory. And he knows that the other Maximals are going to stay there to protect Primal and don't want to attack. So Rattrap actually has a plan where he can't lose. Uh, okay, the worst that can happen is Megatron shoots him, but he's already in a shitty position. Unfortunately, this doesn't yeah. work out because Megatron is smarter than him. Well, a lot smarter. Well, Megatron he's... is very smart. Yeah, he sees True. through his plan, but then he his counter offer. Is the exact same plan. Well, no, it's it's the exa- yeah. it's slightly different. It's you know, you just you know, I'll I'll make sure they don't attack. Versus when slash if they attack, you have to defend me. Yeah, yeah, it, it, but it's still basically the same plan. It's it's more on Megatron's well, it's term. It's a little different. But- it, yeah, it's on Megatron's terms, and yeah. you know the fact that this episode doesn't end with. Rat Trap murdering Megatron with the weapons Megatron gave him is the greatest crime this entire series commits. I have something to say as from my as a writer perspective here. So that when when I've been uh planning out the stuff I'm working on, uh my novel that I've been working on and, you know, extended series, I I was talking to my roommate who is just a dude in his early twenties about this disabled character who I was bringing in. And he knows that I like to go hella dark. And he said, basically, specifically, do not do this plot that this episode is doing right here, where the disabled character goes behind his friends to prove himself 
because he is feeling cast out, you know, like he's not good enough. He goes behind the backs of the other good guys and makes a deal with the bad guy and then ends up having to fight the good guy. Well, basically the good guys end up having to fight him. And, and even my like early 20 something dude roommate knows that that's not a great plot to use. Yeah. They're like, it's even worse because like the contrivances and hoops they have to jump through to get rat trap to make a deal with Megatron. Just, they don't work very well. Like, but I'm, I mean, let's, let's be upfront about this here. This is a disability narrative. Yes. That is straight up what they are doing with Rat Trap here. And if they want to do that sort of thing, you know, it could be done well and this is not it. Yeah, it's like even no, as a well, kid, I they do not at any point. This I don't, negotiation I don't doesn't even make sense. Legs. Which doesn't This which negotiation doesn't even make sense. Yeah, but... This negotiation doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't, no. but... This negotiation <laughs> doesn't even make sense. This episode sucks. Yeah, but, like... And I'm transcribing directly from my notes. <laughs> even as a kid, I got the metaphor of Rat Trap is disabled, because he has wheels for legs. It's yeah. Just... But I mean, that clearly... Oh, never mentioned the wheels. No. Yeah, but it's a visual cue that clearly equates him with... And the thing is, I... You know, I don't know how much of that... I know this is at the point in Transformers where one can question whether the toy design or the show design came first. Uh, yeah. Whereas prior to this, it was always the toy came first. Uh, so... You know, it's hard to say at this point whether his show design came first or the toy design came first, because it's kind of cool as a toy design. But when you get to the actual character, it's clearly a very wheelchair-esque yeah. visual cue. And given that he's treated... The, the most important part of it, I think, is that he's got that wheelchair-like cue, that visual cue, but also he is written as someone who is a liability. Yeah, the other characters are like, we have to watch out for him. We can't let him out on his own. And it's possible, you know, they could have not done that. <laughs> you know, they yes. could have had this character who's got wheels for legs, or her, you know, who's got wheels for legs, and there's no problem with that. He's perfectly capable. He's just as good at doing things as everybody else. But they chose to make the character who has a very disabled design cue to him also have those sort of problems yeah. in, in his characterization. And that's just... What I'm saying is this episode is seriously problematic. <laughs> And all honestly, everything... whether or not it was the people at Hasbro or the people at Mainframe, it's still fucked up, and there's no excuse. Yes, because it's yeah, a pile that's, of I mean, if they wanted to, if they wanted to, yeah, that's the thing. It piles it on. If they wanted to design a character who like who looked like that, that didn't mean that the writers needed to give him a disability narrative. Or maybe they it's could like, have made him just like anyone else. Like they had the the design came in, they'd already decided they had to have a character who like couldn't immediately transform to a robot, and the the wheels interlocked. Like the idea of okay, we we want a character who has a flaw, whose robot mode isn't as good. Oh shit, he's got wheels. Let's just not change anything. Let's just make him the disabled kid. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so problematic. Megatron gives him a giant Warhammer 40k robot. I I, I thought it was cool. I yeah. thought it was more of a, a BattleTech actually. Kind of, well, they're related enough. Miniatures. No. In the one sole <laughs> positive thing I can say about this episode, the silhouettes of the robots and Rat Trap and of the Maximals when they eventually show up. It's oh. actually kind of visually striking. It actually looks kind of cool. That, yeah. yes, when we get to that, the, the vi they may have had a bad fish to deal with, but they made that fish look so pretty for a couple scenes. Yes. 
Why did I say fish? So yeah, the uh, the Max. So just as he's gotten this thing, the Max will show up. Of course, like immediately. But, yes. Like he's still adjusting the seat and like <laughs> you know making sure that the wheels in a good spot. Yeah, Megatron just put him in a giant robot, and Rat Trap didn't immediately shoot him. Which, considering the characterization of Rat Trap in this show, doesn't really make sense, but. The fact that Rat Trap is playing even playing fair with Megatron in this weird situation. Uh, there's a good story no, in here, but it's wrong. It's executed. It's so, absolutely so, fucking wrong. He so should have coup de grad Megatron the second he was even remotely vulnerable. At the very least, they could have said something about, you know, if you shoot me, this will self-destruct or something. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, Megatron be. could have easily put in a, you know, some kind of safeguard, and that would have been a perfectly reasonable Megatron yeah. thing to do. Like, but if but this, no, he's not a perfectly reasonable Megatron. If this had happened with Beast Wars Megatron, where all he controls is one ship on a deserted alien planet? No, but this is Megatron, who's... Taking the sparks out of everybody, millions and billions of citizens on Cybertron, and you don't shoot him? Ah, this episode. Frankly, based on everything we know about Radtrap up to this point, even if it had happened on Earth during Beast Wars, it would be out of character for him not to immediately turn on and murder Megatron. Yeah. This episode should be the end of the series because Megatron <laughs> made a mistake of and Rattrap murdered him. So yeah, the Maximals show up, and long story short, Rattrap has to shoot them. Yeah, in of a course. really cool scene where it's it's a red background, the lighting is behind him, so Rattrap is almost entirely in shadows. Everybody else has like a little bit of highlights of their colors on them. But Rat Trap, except when, amazing. except when he's firing the guns, is just this profile silhouette. That scene alone, it doesn't make this episode worth it, but it looks really cool. Yes. Oh, yeah, it does look really cool before they get to the point where it's just, like, visually everything is anime, and they have the stock background with stock art of all the characters on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, before they get to that, it looks super cool. Yeah. Although, speaking of things that don't look super cool, this is the first time we get a good look at how uh, Night Scream does his energy draining thing. Oh, God. And he does it by shooting out his dentures on a string. But it's, ah! like, it's not like he shoots his upper teeth. His mouth opens, and somewhere where his tongue would be, this dentures fly out on a string. <laughs> so he's got, like, three upper jaw, lower jaw, and tongue jaw. What? It looks horrible. It's upsetting. Yes. yes. And it's oh got like God, little it's fangs. It's, it's not good. It's not oh, good at all. It's Cronenbergian. Yeah. And they're experimenting more with like the explosions. There's some explosions that are like, they become this giant ball of spikes before the billowing cloud comes out, which looks interesting, but weird. Yeah, I thought that looked neat. Yeah. There's some, oh, there's so many weird design choices in this episode. Uh so yeah, he yeah. shoots them. Uh, Megatron recovers, uh, kind of all of a sudden. Yeah, because like he gets up to fifty, and sixty, I'm seventy. I'm sorry, but every note I have like, for the rest of the the timeline in this episode is really wonky. Because like he, the deal is for like until sunrise or something. So it's supposed to be like half a solar cycle, so half a day, twelve hours. But somehow yeah. it feels more like it only lasts maybe half an hour, like just barely Except longer than the length permanently. of the episode. <laughs> Except it's permanently night. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. the only time we see the sun, though, in a bit. Cybertron has a weird orbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It at least has a and sun. And also, There's I'm sorry, but at this point, it's just, the rest of my notes for this episode are just, fuck this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Just fuck. <laughs> it's just F, 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 U, 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 Yeah, I got a lot of exclamation points and broken phrases before, like, I have two lines at the end of the episode. I just, uh So, yeah, Megatron comes out, and and then they talk about their deal, and the Maximals are still angry, and Rat Trap is whatever, uh Rob, take over, please. <laughs> okay, okay. So talking about yeah. So 
Uh, yeah, Megatron's giving him the whole 1984 treatment with uh, the big, uh, his giant face on these floating uh, screens. And you know. fuck this episode. <laughs> you know, hey, they abandoned you, Rat Trap. They did worse than hate you. They pitied you. Yeah. And so, yeah, Rat Trap's on a ramp. And then, hey, here comes Optimus Primal. He is uh, still not 100%, but uh, he's all, you know, uh, what's going on, Rat Trap? Yeah, he hobbled himself out of their cave and got all the way up there, and he knew where to go. Well, I guess you could follow the explosions, but still. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. you know, follow his uh, oracle senses. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic. It's magic. Everything's yeah, it's just magic. magic. Space magic. Yeah. Fancy space robot magic. And so, yeah. So, and Megaron's like, hey, Optimus is right. You should be firing on your friends. You should be firing on Optimus. He totally screwed episode. you over. Yeah, which... Rat Trap retorts, you said something about not firing on unarmed opponents, and then Megatron's like, no, you said that. I just wanted you shooting at people. <laughs> Spoilers, I'm Megatron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so great. Yeah. So, eventually, thanks to the power of friendship, Rat Trap decides to go back. But Megatron says that, uh, you know. And fuck this episode. But, but, You but. have the makings of a fine Viacon. Yes. And I, I, it was nice to see they get the yes in there. Uh, yeah, that was <gasps> nice. The, the, okay, here, it was here's nice. the key yeah. thing. When Rattrap and Megatron are having that talk about the shoot, Mega, shoot Primal or whatever, the other vehicle, the Viacons come out, and Rattrap's like, are you going to keep your promise? Megatron keeps his promise. He lets them go. Not just Rattrap, he lets all the Maximals go. <laughs> Megatron also, keeps while they're, his damn promise. That's while they're here. leaving, the realistic flapping that Night Scream got to do last episode is just totally out the window <laughs> now, and that made me sad. Also, and there's just part of that 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 friendship speech. Okay, a that's exactly that whole how that whole narrative always ends. Uh, the story where the disabled character feeling useless makes some sort of bad deal for power and you know they always have to to talk them to them about friendship and like primal or someone says something to rat trap about he's never defenseless i'm like rat trap the character we have come to know and love knows he is never defenseless yeah damn it but but the fact that megatron keeps his promise everybody's been shitting on rat trap primal's in his own little world Megatron had a nice even deal. Megatron's never done that before. Ever. Yeah. Was, uh, and he even kind of acknowledges that it was out of character like at the end of the episode. Well, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll, I'll extract their sparks another day. Yeah. Uh, it's entirely out of character for Megatron and it's entirely out of character for Rat Trap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in character for Rat Trap would have been immediately shooting him to death. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it might have worked better if this was, say, Night Scream who couldn't transform. Yeah. So many people are out of character in this episode. Like, Beast Machines, they're already slightly... They're different characters than they were in Beast Wars. But it's really noticeable here. But Megatron changing, too, that's... That's the weird part. That, for me, that's where this show changes right there. Neither side is right. My allegiance, look, there. with Beast Wars, like, I was, okay, the Maximals are going to win, Megatron and, and some of the bad guys are fun, but you want the Maximals to win. Right now, I don't know if I want the Maximals to win. They're so unlikable. Right. <laughs> they're being so terrible. Oh, they're the worst. It's not that I want Megatron to win, it's that I don't care if the Maximals win. And that's, that's I'm... a really big, weird change. I'm headcanoning this episode. These events were brought on because Megatron was trying an early strain of the hate plague. <laughs> that's my that's my headcanon. He was testing okay. his, so, his so there's hate like plague. fear gas floating across the city. Yeah, well, just hate gas, just yeah. jackass gas. Yeah, but sure, oh, that works. oh fuck this episode. And uh, and I will say that fuck though, this you know, episode. Has <laughs> profound problems. Scott McNeil is very good throughout. Yes. 
that that absolutely remains that Scott McNeil. He does a good job at performing in the bad thing. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> I don't think you can ever blame the voice actors, but this episode definitely not the voice actors' fault. Scott McNeil's doing great as as Rat Trap as he possibly can with the material. Everybody else is shitting on Rat Trap, but they're doing okay, I guess. But. <laughs> I need really this is the reason that Scott McNeil and the rest of the cast refers to this series as the bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, really? I think David Kay said he liked it. <laughs> well, <laughs> he got to be the only good episode. But yeah, so Scott McNeil has said that this was not a great episode. Yeah. Aww. It's not a great episode. Like, <laughs> what else has this writer done what what other cruel things has he placed uh, it up this, this is only episode transformers he also wrote episodes of uh, rusty and big guy or big guy and rusty the boy robot oh, and like uh it. that godzilla series okay uh, the godzilla series was better than the movie but it's although i i'd kind of have to figure that like whoever was like the head writer like gave him the idea okay we want rat trap to betray everybody else in this episode go write it I wonder if that was also inspired, uh, talk, you know, this, this series is definitely Matrix inspired, and I wonder if that was partially inspired by, uh, Joe Pantoliano's character in, uh, The Matrix? <laughs> well, I've said it before, his, his Brad Trapp's little hat kinda looks like Joey Pants' hat. And he kinda has the same accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hey, what, uh, what cartoon series was Joe Pantoliano on? Godzilla the series. Oh, he was. <gasps> dun dun dun. Oh. He was the, uh, he was the Hank Azaria. Uh, oh. Your Joey Pants in a cartoon voice. That doesn't seem like something. I mean, he's got a very expressive voice. Yeah. Plus, when he's, uh, you know, on a, in animation, you can't see him wearing those damn Kangol hats everywhere. <laughs> Honestly, I always felt like Godzilla the series and Transformers Prime always had the same problem that both of those series had. Hmm? Which was just kind of, they were so in isolation. That whatever science fiction universe they were trying to occupy just didn't work. Mm, because what they were happening didn't really have any effect on the larger world, even when it did and should have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess... And also that the broader world that, like, here's the big difference between this and this cartoon universe didn't really seem to affect it as much as it should have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that that seems like it would have to be kind of inevitable to a certain point with Godzilla because, you know, he's Godzilla and after a while all the towns are going to be destroyed. But on the other hand, <laughs> Hanna-Barbera Godzilla. Uh, well, they just stuck in the ocean in a boat and uh, Godzuki. And Godzuki. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we are... Hurting David here as our resident kaiju fan. Yeah, it was a bad series, but for Hanna Barbera, it wasn't that bad. It had some charm. Yeah, it was There's nothing cute. wrong with Godzuki. I didn't change the channel when it came on Cartoon Network in the nineties. For comic relief sidekick characters in a Hanna Barbera series, no, Godzuki's not that bad. He's no scrappy doo <laughs> or anything worse. <laughs> Jabber jaw. It was just a curly impression. Man, that would be amazing if there was a tiny Godzilla that sounded like Curly from the Three Studios. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. And then I don't know, Godzilla sounds like Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be Larry though? Um Mecha Godzilla? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I don't know, you get Mothra in there as a uh, shemp or something. There you go. That works. Only shows up occasionally. <laughs> when one of the other guys dies of old age. <laughs> yeah. They went through a lot of stooges. Yeah. Also, also had a Hanna-Barbera show. Oh, where, where, where they were robots, I think? There was one of no, those, yeah, and then they shows. were on Scooby-Doo a bunch. Oh, as the, the Boo Brothers. Oh. Yes. Although I think that was just, I think that was just guys doing Three Stooges impressions. I think the Robonic Stooges were the actual 
like well, actual they were, surviving. They were also on as themselves on Scooby Doo at some point in the like Scooby Doo movies that ran a lot in syndication when I was a yeah. small child, and therefore I have seen way too much of and have buried themselves deep in my brain and are really the primary context I have for the existence of, for instance, Sonny and Cher or Don Knotts or <laughs> Phyllis Diller or Jonathan Winters. <laughs> okay, I was mistaken. The uh, There were two uh, Three Stooges cartoon yep. shows. One, the first one was the new Three Stooges, which did have the surviving Stooges, whereas the robotic Stooges, where they were robots, uh, Curly was just like Frank Welker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was also Jabberjaw, so it's just the same Curly impression. <laughs> Maybe oh, they did. They had him on there first, and they were like, hey, that's pretty good. Can you do this shark with that voice? To be honest, yeah, if you're replacing Stooges and you've already gone past Chimp, Frank Welker's way better than Curly Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and perhaps it says something about this episode that we are talking about 70s Three Stooges cartoons. It's making me nostalgic <laughs> for badly animated Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Fuck this episode. Well, I mean, we could move on to the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> we could, and that would still be a better episode to be discussing than this. And the Super Globetrotters, one of whom had an, an afro that he could just pull things out of as his superpower. <laughs> oh, hammer spaces. His afro of holding. <laughs> yes. Though that, that one's probably better known than the uh, the Three Stooges cartoons just by virtue of Futurama doing uh, some homages to it. <laughs> Wait, so was Bubba 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 Bubba? Bo referencing Harlem Globetrotters because he was always pulling things out of his afro. Maybe. maybe. That may just be convergent evolution. Yeah, yeah that could be. I bo- can't bo- imagine bo- bo- that the Harlem Globetrotters are a thing in Japan, although you would know better than I. <sighs> I presume they would have gotten Hanna-Barbera cartoons over there. I mean, I, it's, basketball isn't really a big thing over there, is it? More of, a, more of a baseball country. There's All I know is that there was a popular <laughs> a popular basketball manga in the 90s. Yeah, Slam Dunk was one of the most popular manga and anime for a time. Oh, my mistake. It, it's, it's bigger than hockey, anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, soccer and baseball are generally more popular than basketball in Japan. And Although, although one of these days we'll have to tell you guys about uh, Taro Sujimoto. The uh, fictional Japanese uh, hockey player drafted by the Buffalo Sabres in the 70s. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds like a better story than this episode. How do you draft okay. a fictional person? Is this okay, like so the... inanimate objects winning wrestling belts in Japan wrestling? Like... There were two competing uh, professional hockey leagues, the NHL and the WHA, the World Hockey Association. And to prevent the WHA from finding out about their draft, instead of doing it in person, they conducted the whole thing over the phone. And it was taking so long, and, you know, teams were taking so long to pick players that by the end of it, the GM of the Buffalo Sabres had had enough. And so he submitted his draft proposal, which was to do- draft Taro Sujimoto of the Tokyo Katanas. <laughs> <laughs> and although it was eventually discovered that, you know, this is the 70s, you couldn't just Google this guy. So this was in, like, the newspapers when they <laughs> published draft lists. Wow, that's pretty great. And so every now and then you'll see fans at Sabres games holding up, we want Taro signs. <laughs> Okay. Nice. Uh, Good job. Uh, digressions. That one's getting cut out. That can be that can be bonus content. Yes, for our Patreon supporters. Well, that would require me <laughs> saving the bonus shit in a different file. Anyway, one of these days. Anyway, so that is it for the week component. Let us never speak of it again, even though I kind of liked it. <laughs> what? It had enough redeeming qualities that I thought it was okay. I could tolerate it again with the sound off and a better soundtrack that I made up myself. Just a, just a powerhouse over and over again. Possibly just singing things to myself that that I, I don't know, singing <laughs> Let It Go to myself. Well, I think it's time for us to let it go. But yeah. before we do, you can find, until our next episode, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter at, at @stasispod. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. If you 
tune in. We uh, we j- recently did a countdown of the top bat themed movies we'd rather watch than Forbidden Fruit. I <laughs> uh, included were Batman and Robin, uh, the Bat People, and that video of a vampire bat running on a treadmill. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Apparently, I missed one. Ah. That was, that was the, the last one. And, and we're also on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. And our RSS feed is hosted by iaconunderground.net, uh, where we now have a Patreon to help us pay for web hosting services. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And uh, you can also find us on iTunes. If you do, rate and review us. That'll uh, help boost our algorithm or something yeah whatever it is the thing they do with the algorithms you, you know, know and my understanding of computers is basically reboot so <laughs> you know, you'll make us more popular among the green people and uh, the binomes i i have actually like i am a person who who builds computers and who reinstalls windows for fun and algorithms are functionally magic <laughs> so so please join us next time when we have a dance dance revelations <laughs> part one discovery but until then I'm Rob I'm Jen Alex we've lost Alex is Alex still there Alex I'm Alex I'm <laughs> I put my microphone into mute mode earlier than I thought it was. That episode was so problematic. Okay. Oh. This one, less problematic, uh, but everybody is still kind of being a dick. But. <laughs>